Good morning. It is time to get up with the first shoe of football free agency. It has dropped. And so the carousel is spinning. We'll tell you exactly what it means. While meanwhile, Aaron offers his final words before making the decision that will reshape the league. You will hear the words for yourself. And then, oh, the trash talk. Was this late hit out of bounds? And if so, what should be done about it? Those are the questions. We've got the answers as we get up with you starting right now. And look who's here. Coach Herman Edwards. Oh, I I made it. I finally made it. We are graced with the presence of the great Herman Edwards for the first time on this program, and it will not be the last. And Ninko is here. And and we got Jeff Darlington ready to go this morning with the insight into the football free agency. And Tony of basketball as well for you because the game of the night was a thriller last night. Bucks and Celtics, the two best in the East. Milwaukee had won 10 straight. They're up two in the fourth. Giannis working hard inside. He had 36 and 13. Bucks up four. Under eight minutes to go. Drew Holiday, what a night he had. Working it to Giannis. Back to Holiday. Bucks a two-point lead later in the fourth. Celtics fighting hard without Tatum, without Brown. It's Giannis working it outside. Oh, Holiday made eight threes. The Bucks have a six-point lead. 30 seconds left. It's a three-point game. Giannis to put it away, but he can't get it to go. So here we go. Final seven seconds. Again, no Tatum, no Brown, no problem. This is Sam Hauser with the miracle three. He would score 15. We're tied at 116, headed to overtime. Just over two minutes to go in the OT. Celtics by three. Malcolm Brogdon, what a night. He had 26 off the bench. Minute and a half to go. Bucks down three. It was Drew Holiday's night. The defense, the offense, 40 for Drew. Bucks pull within one, 30 seconds left. Here's what puts them ahead for good. Holiday again. 40.7 assists. Bucks win their 11th straight. 131-125 in overtime. Giannis averaging just over 37 points a game during that stretch. Didn't shoot it particularly well last night. But this is the highest scoring average during a team's 11-game win streak in NBA history. And you see the company that he eclipses the big O and the great Michael Jordan. Much more hoops as we continue later in the hour. But right now to the NFL, where, as I say, the first shoe has fallen. The Raiders, as expected, releasing Derek Carr yesterday after he declined to waive his no-trade clause and just before $40 million of his contract would have become guaranteed. So everyone knew Carr was going to hit the open market a month before the start of the new league year. And that means every NFL team that needs a quarterback was already able to start putting in place their plans. Carr is the Raiders' all-time leader in passing yards. He's one of five players, and you see the others here, to throw for at least 3,500 yards in each of the last five seasons. Three of the other four have either won an MVP or won a Super Bowl during that time. And regardless of just how good you think Derek Carr is, and we will dive into that, there isn't any question that this is the beginning of a process that is going to reshape a lot of teams in the NFL. So Jeff Darlington, let me start with you. Everybody knew this was going to happen yesterday, which suggests that a lot of these conversations have already taken place. Greeny, I'm going to give you two quick scenarios. One is boring, and we'll get through it quick. That is Derek Carr signs with the Saints. He already visited there. Now he basically wanted to get his release from the Raiders so that the Saints wouldn't give up massive compensation. That could potentially happen still. 
But this isn't called go to sleep. This show's called get up. Let's talk about the good <laughs> stuff here. And that would be pure chaos in the NFL in the form of essentially free agency starting right now. It would force Derek Carr to feel out the market. It would force teams like the Jets to decide if they want to wait on Aaron Rodgers or if they want to sign Derek Carr right now. Basically, what we have entered into is free agency before free agency even begins. And it puts urgency on Aaron Rodgers now. He wants to go into his darkness retreat, but the Packers and Rodgers are going to need to figure this out fast because if the Jets were to decide that they just want to go Derek Carr's direction, no longer is the compensation available to get that trade market going for Aaron Rodgers. So we are in it now. Pure chaos begins as soon as Derek Carr decides that he wants to play the market and not just go to one team. I think that's extremely well explained. And as Aaron Rodgers goes into this much-talked-about darkness street, the spotlight remains very much on him. And so, Herman, let me come to you. If you're the coach right now of a team that needs a quarterback, and let's use your old team. You were the coach of the Jets once mm -hmm. upon a time. Uh, and, and you need a quarterback right now. Are you going bird in the hand? Are you knocking on the door? Are you banging on the door of the owner and the general manager and saying, go sign this guy, go sign Derek Carr, or are you waiting it out to see what Aaron Rodgers does? Well, you can't wait on Aaron Rodgers. Why not? Uh, last time I checked, he's, he's sleeping somewhere. You never know. He might need another nap when he comes out of that sleep, right? So you got to make a decision. And if Aaron Rodgers is the guy you want, then you got to wake him up and say, hey, look, we're going to offer you this. I need to know. I, what are you going to do? Because you can, he cannot hold your organization hostage. And look, he's had this stormy romance with the Green Bay Packers mm -hmm. the last, what, three seasons now? Mm -hmm. When the season's over, we know one thing's going to happen. Aaron Rodgers is going to be deciding, am I going to retire? Uh, do I want to stay here? Do I want to go somewhere else? I get all that. You cannot allow him to hold your organization up. You need a quarterback. Circle a guy you want to go after. And if it's Aaron Rodgers, you go after him. You're there for a day or two, doesn't work out, you got to move on. But it's going to be more than a day or two. You and I both know that. Rodgers isn't even going to see the light of day for more than a day or two at this point. Well, this is according to what kind of sleep he's, you know, I don't, I don't know the sleep, you know, his rhythm. I don't know what, what that is. Right? No circadian rhythms, exactly. Yeah, yeah, it's just, but it's amazing that every year, and he's, a, he's been a great player, he's 39 years old, that we always are in the discussion of, Aaron Rodgers. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, that, that is both the beauty and the curse of him because the reason we talk about him is, A, he's a little unusual. B, he's brilliantly talented, Ninko, and that's the point. Are you willing to wait for the possibility of hitting the home run? I mean, that he is a grand slam home run as opposed to the solid single that someone like, and I don't mean to diss Derek Carr that way, but that's what he is. He's like a double off the wall, let's say. Whereas Aaron Rodgers is a grand slam walk-off home run. Are you rolling those dice? Yeah, I'm waiting for Aaron Rodgers. I want to make sure mm -hmm. because at this point, Derek Carr, he understands the game within the game of being a free agent. This is the first time he actually goes out and can shop other teams. Mm -hmm. And he's probably going to wait and get the most and the biggest contract that he can, mm -hmm. considering this is probably the last big bite of the apple. But let me dive into Derek Carr a little bit. Because I don't know exactly what he is. Is he worth 50-plus million a year? You tell me. I don't think so. It doesn't I don't matter. That's so. what the market's going to I know what the market is. But if, I'm, market. if I am going to spend that much money, I want a quarterback that doesn't have 135 turnovers in 142 games. Mm -hmm. I want some more. I want more consistency in that area. I want somebody that takes care of the football that can have a better record of 63 and 79 in his career at this point. So if I am the Jets, I'm not waiting 
to see if Carr is going to come to me. I'm going to go make the moves to try and get Aaron Rodgers because I know if we get Aaron Rodgers, we are a championship-level team right now. Let me get Jeff Darlington back in here. Jeff, jump in. Look, Hembo throwing great stats out here. Since Derek Carr entered the NFL in 2014, Aaron Rodgers has thrown 70 more touchdowns than he has with 46 fewer interceptions. So, by the way, Greeny, we got you on the set, the Ultimate Jets fan. Are you waiting for Aaron Rodgers? Well, I mean, that's the point. Is, is, he is. I have been told by many people to watch how closely – Watch closely how hard the Jets go after Derek Carr. That if they go hard after Derek Carr, Coach, that is an indication that they don't believe they're getting Aaron Rodgers. And if they don't, if they sit back, and Jeff is going to be the one who's going to tell us as this thing progresses whether or not, you know, we all of a sudden see a plane with Joe Douglas and Robert Sala on it. Well, I don't even know where the plane would go. Wherever it is that Aaron Rodgers seals himself off over the next few days, then that's an indication they think they have a real chance. Well, let me ask you this, though. Yeah. Does Derek Carr's personality fit New York. You tell me. I don't think so. No. Because I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think so. You know better than anybody that it is a tough place, right? It, 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 it's tough. You know, I, I see him, if, if, if the landing spot for him, and, and, and Darling said it, Jeff said it, is the Saints. Pete Carroll's there. Yeah. The, the Pete Carmichael's there. Right. The, the, uh, the offensive coordinator. Right. Longtime coordinator. Sure. Runs an offense similar to what Carr can do. Carr needs support. Right. You're right. He cannot. He's not a 40. I'm going to throw it 40 times. He needs a running game to help him. So when you and I talked about this earlier this morning, and you were saying he is in a category of quarterback. Who are the others you Dak put there? Prescott, um, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, right? Cousins. He's that kind of quarterback. But Garoppolo and Carr are the two guys who are going to be out there besides Aaron Rodgers. So yes. are you telling me right now no team should be about to give one of those two guys the huge contract that you know they're going to get? You're going to overpay to get a quarterback. Guys, let me ask you something. The NFC South. Yeah. Everyone in that conference needs a quarterback. Yeah. You only have four available quarterbacks. <laughs> the quarterbacks are sitting in a, in a wonderful place right now. They're going, okay, you're going to overpay the quarterback. It's okay because if you need one, it doesn't matter. Quick Hembo stat. You Go. just hit me up. In the nine years that Derek Carr – has been with the Raiders. Mm-hmm. He's the 23rd rank scoring offense. 23rd yes. rank. I understand that. Now yeah. there have been a lot yeah, of sometimes those guys. <laughs> Jeff Darlington, jump in, go. Ew. Hey, one thing though, I, I think about here while we're talking about, we got to do remember when we talk about Jimmy Garoppolo. I, we should cave, put a caveat in this. It's not just Aaron Rodgers or Derek Carr. We don't know what happens with Lamar Jackson. Shoot, we don't know what happens with someone like Ryan Tannehill. There's players out there who could wind up still springing free. So we should point out, just because the thought is, if we don't get Derek Carr, if we don't get Aaron Rodgers, and we don't get Derek Carr, we don't have anybody, this carousel is going to spin in directions that we are not quite ready for just yet. And what makes it different than most years, Herman, is we the, the timing is all off because yes. the Rodgers thing, that could happen anytime. He's not a free agent. The Carr thing, he's a free agent now. It could happen today. The Lamar Jackson thing, that could play out almost eternally because maybe they tag him next week Very and maybe he doesn't sign it. So no one knows. This is the game of chicken that is going to redefine so many teams' futures in the NFL, and we have no idea how it's going to play out. No, you make a great point. But, Jeff, here's a question. You just named Lamar Jackson. Yeah. How many quarterbacks are going to be available? Well, I mean, there's four of them. He just did okay, right so there, right? And then let's say th- there's six. Okay, and there's three in the draft. Okay. There's three yeah. that could probably start okay. next year okay. that'll be in the draft. So now – if you look at the National Football League, yeah. how many teams are looking for a quarterback right now? 
Twice that I, I many. I just said the NFC South. Twice that many. They, they nope. can use, five of them are looking for All those teams are looking for a quarterback. I right. think I can still throw. Right. So right. Got to go. Yeah. How about Nick Can Nick I got it. I still got it. You know, it's easy for us to debate this. It's a great debate. And sometimes you hear fans say, well, get rid of him. We'll get somebody else. Who are you going to get? That's the question. That's Who the question. Who are you going to get? So right now, you're the, you're the owner. Are you, you're, you're walking into the owner's office, yeah. whatever team it is. And obviously the Jets, we all know that's the team I concern myself with. Yeah. But whatever, whatever team you're the coach of, you're pounding on the door, general manager and the owner. Are you saying, go get me Garoppolo, go get me uh, Derek Carr, or are you saying, roll the dice, put everything in the center of the table, and go get me Aaron Rodgers? I want Aaron Rodgers. That's my first choice. Right. But how long are you going to dance to dance with Aaron Rodgers? If other quarterbacks start signing, you, you got a problem. Yeah. Because then, then, it, then Aaron Rodgers has more power. See, and that's going to be the power. When, when, court, when, a court, when one of them signs and two of them signs, there were six. Now there's only four. Right. And now it's like the quarterbacks are, are living in a good – that's why I always say it's great to be the quarterback. It is. Look, and let's talk – if you say it that way, to sort of to put a ribbon on the conversation, you want to do the dance with Aaron Rodgers, here's the problem. You don't really want to, but he's such a good dancer. Oh. I mean, he is such oh. a good – he is Barishnikov out there, <laughs> and, he, and you, you got to make the move. And he needs his rest. He needs, he needs his sleep time. So he's going to get some sleep, and we'll see where it all nets out. Meantime, we'll hear from him a little later in the hour. But as we continue next, another quarterback is Jalen Hurts. He lost in the Super Bowl on Sunday and then lost a key partner yesterday. You will hear what that loss might mean for the young star in Philadelphia. Plus, the penalty that effectively ended the Super Bowl led to a Valentine's Day message that was anything but sweet. Was this all good fun or did this cross a line? We'll answer that question and more. We're getting up with you on ESPN. Dell Tech Fest starts now. To thank you for 40 unforgettable years, Dell Technologies is celebrating with anniversary savings on their most popular tech. For a limited time only, save on select next-gen PCs like the XPS 13 Plus, where you can make the everyday easier with Windows 11. Unleash more possibilities with cutting-edge systems, their most advanced features, and great prices. Plus, curate your dream setup with deals on select monitors, mice, and more must-have electronics and accessories. When you shop online at dell.com deals, you'll have access to state-of-the-art technology to match your forward-thinking spirit and free shipping on everything. Anniversary savings await you for a limited time only at dell.com slash deals. That's dell.com slash deals. Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute, but Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from 25 bucks and under to 100 bucks and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance 
superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Get Up is brought to you by Under $2 Craves from Sonic for a limited time only at Sonic. And we roll along here. We're talking about a tough week for the Eagles, beginning with a loss to the Chiefs in the Super Bowl, letting go a 10-point lead to Patrick Mahomes, that despite a four-touchdown performance from Jalen Hurts. And then yesterday, they saw their defensive coordinator, Jonathan Gannon, depart to become the Cardinals head coach. Philly had 78 sacks last season, although notably none in the Super Bowl. Uh, And they also lose their offensive coordinator, Shane Steichen. He leaves to become the coach of the Colts. The Eagles were a top three scoring offense this season, had an NFL record 42 rushing touchdowns. So there's a lot that I want to get to on this, and I don't want to live a long time in this, but just Herman quickly as a former head coach and a former assistant coach yourself, just how significant will it be to their chances of repeating that they lose the two coordinators? Give me a quick sense of just how big a loss those are. They're a loss, but they still have a head coach. And by the way, you still have a quarterback. Sure, yeah. That would have been the MVP if they would have won, mm-hmm. by the way. Their problem is this. Uh, when you look at their schedule, they play the AFC East mm-hmm. and they play the NFC West along with their conference. Very difficult. Very difficult to repeat. And most teams that have lost Super Bowls, they don't get back the next year. Yeah. And you know that. You know that hangover actually for wearing that uniform. You lost a Super Bowl playing as an Eagle. It's tough to come back the next year. Super Bowl 15, 42 years ago. Stuff. Yeah. And I know you still can't stand the sight of confetti no all these years later. No confetti for me or my children. <laughs> he doesn't like the confetti. Zero. But, Jeff, let's talk about the quarterback because the minute <laughs> the season ends for them, the conversation begins about a contract for the, the young quarterback and where does – it's always about the quarterbacks and the contracts in different ways and how this one could reshape that team's chances of being back. What are we hearing? Well, Greeny, the scary part for the Eagles is that this is the team we use as the example – of a team that signed a player too soon in Carson Wentz. Now, Mm -hmm. the problem is here, if you go the direction of Dak Prescott, you let things linger uh, the way Washington did with Kirk Cousins back in the day, you miss the window. All of a sudden, the quarterback becomes too expensive as you move closer toward his looming free agency. So it is the, the, the hardest line to walk right now for any general manager. Jeffrey Lurie, the team owner, though, has said that Jalen Hurts has proven himself and has earned that next contract. The question is, the number they throw out there for Jalen Hurts, will it match what he expects? Will it be the guaranteed money that he wants? And will ultimately he decide that he signs that deal? Or does he wait for someone like Lamar Jackson, for instance, to reset the market once again at the position? Well, this is an offseason of quarterback contracts. Joe Burrow could get one. Justin Herbert could get one. Lamar Jackson, who knows what's going to happen ultimately with him. We've already talked about some other free agents, Derek Carr, Jimmy Garoppolo. So there's a lot of moving pieces in this. But now I'm making you the coach again. You're, you're the you're, you're, uh, Sirianni. Yeah. And you're walking into the owner's office, you're pounding, and what are you saying you want to do with Jalen Hurts? Ten-year contract. Right now. Ten years. I got my franchise quarterback. I got a shot. Look at the franchises, head coach and quarterback that have been connected for a decade. Mm-hmm. 
Look at what they've done. He played for one of them. Yep. Right. Belichick and Brady. The, the yep. history of it just tells you. And, and, and this young man represents everything you want in your organization as a football player, as your quarterback, right? Everything. His mannerisms, how he presents himself uh, as your team leader uh, in the community, he gets it. This is the face of your franchise. He is the guy. Mm-hmm. He earned the respect of every player in the National Football League. When the MVP of the Super Bowl, the MVP mm-hmm. was Patrick Mahomes. Yep. When his first conversation is about how Jalen Hurts played, yeah. <laughs> what does that say? What does that tell you right now as an organization? It, it, it does feel like he is everything. I mean, Jeff brought up if there's any lingering concern in Philadelphia based upon what proved to be a mistake by signing Wentz when they did, it feels as though he is everything that Wentz turned out not to be, right? Like he's literally the opposite in every way that matters. Yeah, and, and I also love his demeanor and how he conducts himself off the field, even the, the interviews. Yeah. Even, even during the season when he had a little rough patch, he was going through his injury, I think that he handled that so stellar and stoic. And even after this Super Bowl loss, the way that he was able to just be a man about it, um, I would. I think that that's a great idea, signing him to a long-term deal. Now, now that's now, a Mahomes now, contract, right? That, that's that. basically what that is. So now it comes down to each individual player and what they want. Does a yeah. player want to be the highest-paid guy? Or right. does a player want to be the market-setting yes. type contract? Or does the player want... A good value contract that's fair to what he does for the the team and create a legacy in a place where if you win a championship or two, you're going to make a lot more down the road than if you just signed a big contract, you're the highest paid guy, but then you get cut in three years. And you make a great point, and he's a smart enough guy to figure that out. Exactly. You know what it is? It's an investment in yourself yourself. in the long run. And I keep saying this, and people yell at me because they make it sound like I'm saying he should take less money. That's not what I'm saying. He should get every penny he could get. But one of the ways to look at it is what Patrick Mahomes has done, Mm -hmm. what Tom Brady did repeatedly, was take a tiny little bit less in the short term as an investment into the long term. And if you're team wins. If yes. you win championships in Philadelphia, oh. that guy is going to make a ton more money. And, and I know Jeff wants to jump in on yeah. this, but I'm just going to go back to when I was doing a contract with the Patriots. Yeah. There was an opportunity that I could have gone somewhere else. Right. But I had someone in my corner that was smart enough to say, you know what? If you take a little bit less here, but you win and you have a Super Bowl, maybe one or two, yeah. this is before I won any. Mm-hmm. You're going to have a lot more opportunities down the road because of what that brings you. Exactly. So, and it, it all worked out. And when you're the quarterback, and it, exactly, we're, we're, we're talking about tons of money, no matter how you slice it. Go ahead, Jeff. <clears throat> Well, it's all situational, too, by the way. It doesn't make Lamar Jackson potentially a bad person to go after the guaranteed money. But to your point, Patrick Mahomes had Andy Reid. Tom Brady looked at it and said, I have stability with Bill Belichick. And ultimately, Jalen Hurts can look at Nick Sirianni after what they've done in their first couple of years and say, I have Nick Sirianni. So to your point, stability can sometimes offset some of the money you ultimately make. All right, so we will see. It just feels like that won't be the last time we see Jalen Hurts on that stage. Nothing is guaranteed, but if I were to bet on it, that's the direction I would go. In the meantime, coming off of the Super Bowl, Juju Smith-Schuster taking a Valentine's Day shot at one of the Eagles whose teammate was not happy about it at all. You'll hear what was said, and we'll decide if this was a late hit out of bounds as we roll on. Get up on ESPN.
Delicious, meat nutritious, and the snack that packs a real protein punch. Wonderful pistachios, one of the highest protein nuts out there. Each one-ounce serving has 6 grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. Wonderful pistachios also come in a variety of flavors and sizes, perfect for enjoying with family and friends or taking them with you on the go. And you're on the go a lot, taking the kids to school, hopping from meeting to meeting, shopping for groceries. Well, the good news is, not only are wonderful pistachios a complete protein, providing all all nine essential amino acids, they're also great for all your adventures. So whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut, or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snacking game today. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. Tired of ads interrupting your favorite sports podcasts? Good news! Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts. Enjoy shows like First Take, Part of the Interruption, and The Low Post, available ad-free and uninterrupted. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or go to Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods. That's Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. All right, we are back on Get Up as we approach the bottom of the hour. A quick look back. At, we led you with this game here. Bucks and Celtics, top two teams in the East. A thriller last night despite Boston playing without Tatum or Brown. Milwaukee, of course, has Giannis, and he's been just on fire. Didn't shoot the ball well last night, but that gave the Bucks a four-point lead. And then it's Drew Holiday, who had a huge night. He scored 40. Bucks have a six-point lead, but Boston not giving up. Seven seconds to go, down by three. Look at this shot by Sam Hauser. It drew rain, and it somehow goes in, and it sends the game to overtime. Minute and a half to play in the OT. It's Drew Holiday. What a night he had. Playing defense and turning it into offense. This makes it a one-point game. Give the Celtics credit. Again, playing without their two stars and took this one to overtime, and they were there right to the finish. But in the end, the Bucs had too much Drew Holiday. Seven assists to go with his 40 points. Giannis had 36 to go with 13 rebounds and nine assists. And the Bucs have won 11 consecutive games. Now, despite that, the Celtics remain the favorites to win the East, according to Caesars. But the Bucs are right behind them, both in the standings and in the odds. Don't look down, but the Bucs are just a half a game back of Boston for the top spot in the East. And we're talking basketball this morning. Woj is in studio with us, so we have a a full day ahead of us today. We'll be here tonight for all the good stuff. And then we got Wendy and Monica McNutt is up early with us this morning. And McNutt, I will start with you. Celtics, Bucks. Right now, they're sort of separating themselves in the Eastern Conference. Who's the best team right now in your mind as we head to the All-Star break in the East? Geez, Greeny, this has been the toughest conversation as we've watched this season kind of fluctuate and go through the ebbs and flows. But right now, I'm still leaning Celtics. I mean, I personally didn't think that last night's game would be as competitive as it was. And it speaks to the culture of competition and basketball at a high level consistently from the Celtics organization. I mean, none of us, I think, would have been particularly uh, alarmed if this team 
mailed it in, air quotes around mailed it in, but I certainly wasn't expecting overtime. And so they are continuing to develop important role guys, getting quality minutes so that their depth can strengthen them into the playoffs. If the Celtics are healthy, Greeny, I think the Celtics are the team that's going to come out of the East. Health is always a huge factor, and I didn't think I'd hear myself say this at any point in my life, but I think the health of Chris Middleton is the most important story in the entire mm. NBA. Like, do we expect him to be back at full strength at any point this season? Like, Are the Bucks expecting him to be right in the center of it? Because to me, if he is, they would have beaten Boston last year, and I think they're the team to beat. Listen, that's their hope, and they gave Chris Middleton a lot of time to rehab both in the offseason and then his injury now. But you've seen Drew Holiday made a second All-Star game uh, this season. He has elevated his play. He was tremendous last night, really the reason they won the game. Absolutely. I mean, they, they have sort of a big three that people don't ever talk about. Giannis is the best player, and then they've got Holiday, who on big nights can do it, and Middleton, who did it, who does it for them. But he's been hurt basically all year and missed for all intents and purposes, the entire postseason a year ago. So that's the East, and we'll, go, we'll, we'll work our way through that. The West, Windy, is where all this gets super interesting, and I've been waiting two days now to ask you about the finish <laughs> the other night. Mavericks in Minnesota in Kyrie's first home game at Dallas. He puts on an unbelievable show in the fourth quarter. He scores 26 points in the fourth quarter. But then this was the final play. Am I going to take it? No. Luca, are you going to take it? No. We're both connected to each other here, and this might be a bit of an illustration of how it's going to be a little complicated for these two guys who are accustomed to having the ball in the big moment trying to figure out how that's going to work out. Wendy, as you've had a day to digest it, what's your sense of the way that finish worked out and what we can expect from Kyrie and Luca going forward? Well, obviously, that finish was a disaster, Greeny. Um, but I'll tell you one thing. The thing that they took away from it was that Luca was looking for Kyrie. When was the last time you saw Luka coming up the court in that situation, actually looking to pass when he stepped over half court? It didn't work out. This is going to take some time. But the Mavericks are encouraged. These two guys have played 58 minutes together. They have not won yet. And tonight they play in Denver, who has the best home record in the league. So it's going to be hard. But they, in those 58 minutes, they scored 146 points as a team. That is awesome. That is top-level offense. That is what they expect. They got 71 points from the two of them in that game. Defensively, it's been what you'd expect, too. They good with 140 points with yes. that pairing on the floor. They're going to have to defend better. But I will say this. They are already looking like they have a spirit of working together. They will work out the kinks. And after this game in Denver... They come home after the All-Star break for a six-game homestand. Four of those six games are against teams with losing records. We could be back here in 10, 12 days talking about how great this pairing looks together, but obviously that was a bit of a bumpy first close game situation the other night. Yeah, Monica, they have whatever it is, 25, whatever we have left here to try and figure this thing out. And when we look at how good the West got, obviously in particular with Kevin Durant going to Phoenix, when you make a list of the teams you could see coming out of the West with Kyrie and Luka together, is Dallas on that list? My short list? No, Greeny. I think what uh, Wendy just said, what are they going to do defensively? Like, when you get into late-season basketball, particularly playoff basketball, it matters, your ability to come up with stops. Now, I think Luka has improved in that category this year. We know that Kyrie has the ability but when you look at the entire framework of this team, like, you lost two really strong, well, Dorian Finney-Smith was a super strong, and then you've got Dinwiddie who had the ability. But you lost guys that guarded the pivotal positions in this league in terms of playmakers. And when you look at the counterparts in the West, 
that's going to be a lot to ask of your bigs, whether you run into Denver. I mean, if you if you face Memphis, obviously there's a tremendous amount of guard play. And then if you've got Phoenix, like, again, you need folks on the wing that are going to be able to defend or at least make it difficult at a consistent level. We haven't even really discussed the Clippers. And these all are teams who have guys that you hope to slow and you do your best to contain, but you don't stop them. And so I'm just not sure there's enough resistance on the defensive end from this map squad. And, and I don't know how much leeway they have, Woj. I mean, should we expect the pairing of Luka and Kyrie to extend beyond this season? As we all well know, Kyrie is a free agent. Well, Dallas didn't make this trade and give up. I mean, Monica mentioned, you know, Finney Smith, Dinwiddie, and then also a first-round pick, two mm. second-round picks, they didn't give that up for Kyrie Irving to be a rental for them. You know, I think it's going to be a negotiation. I think it's going to be – they'll probably want to get Kyrie Irving on as short of a deal as they can. You keep leverage as an organization uh, and you keep trade value with him if he's on a shorter deal and things go awry. But certainly they're all invested in making this work. Kyrie Irving, Luka Doncic, he knows they weren't good enough to win prior. I think what really – uh, over the weekend, not getting Terrence Ross in the buyout market. And even worse, he goes to the Phoenix Suns. I think the Mavs thought they had him earlier in the day. And Monica mentioned that kind of a wing player. They lost wing depth uh, in the trade. Uh, you've got to have those to defend, to make shots in the West in the playoffs. And their, ri- and, and their rival now in Phoenix gets Terrence Ross. All right, l- let me leave that there for the moment. I have so much more to get to with you guys, including some stuff on the Lakers. We'll get to that as the morning continues. Everyone stay right where you are. And I'll remind you, again, Woj and I will be here late night tonight because we got good games. Uh, we will start with an Eastern Conference yeah, matchup. Donovan Mitchell, uh, Mitchell and the Cavs taking on Joel Embiid and the Sixers. That's 730 Eastern. Then we will see LeBron and the Lakers hosting Brandon Ingram and the Pelicans. We'll start your night with NBA Countdown tonight, 7 Eastern here on ESPN and the ESPN app. Now, back to the NFL. I'm dying to hear from the group on this one. Social media drama yesterday, two days after drawing the holding call that won the Super Bowl on that play right there, Juju Smith-Schuster getting a hold called on James Bradbury. Juju went on Twitter and added insult to injury, tweeting, Happy Valentine's Day, everybody, with a message that said, I'll hold you when it matters most, aimed directly at James Bradbury. About as Bush League as you can possibly get, right? A.J. Brown, who is Bradbury's teammate, tweeted, First off, congratulations, you all deserve it, but this is lame. You were on the way out of the league before Mahomes resurrected your career on your one-year deal, TikTok boy. He admitted that he grabbed you, but don't act like you're like that or ever was, but congratulations again. So, he comes to his teammates' defense. I'm dying to hear from the group on this. Herman, what was, as the man who famously said, don't press send, what was your take on this? It's a shame because this is probably one of the best Super Bowls played when you think about how yeah. it went down and yeah. how it ended, right? And no one wanted it to end that way. Right. But, but here again, um, just know who's tweeting, right? Just know who's pressing send, right? Yeah. And I just think if you know Juju, um, he's a little bit of a character. Uh, that's his personality. Um, hopefully it ends here. But all of a sudden we're discussing it today. Yeah, yeah. And it just takes away from everything that we watched in this game. Because it, it was a fantastic game. Look, it really was. We live in a world where th- there is a little bit of this, Ninko, right? We all understand there's a little bit. But is this over the line? It's the Super Bowl. It's yeah. a moment that is going to live forever. Does this cross a line to you? Yeah, it definitely does. And it, it, unfortunately, you know, there's instances where you have things that go 
outside of the field. When you start to, you know, poke fun at games like this that you'll remember forever, you know, that particular play, there's nobody on that field that probably feels worse than the guy that was involved in that play. So to, to rub it in and to kind of make fun of it, it becomes personal. It becomes something that if you see that person outside of the game, you know, there could be an issue because that's that you just don't do that. And, you know, I like A.J. Brown coming into the defense of his teammate. Me too. Um, but, again, Juju, why, why are you doing that? I mean, it, 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 in your day, Herman, in your day, and we all understand that's a different day. Next season, and these teams do play each other yeah. next year. What, what happens to Juju Smith-Schuster? Uh, you, you know, in my day, it was a little bit different. Yes. Football was a little bit different. Give me a day. little. What might have happened? Uh, he'd get the business. <laughs> I was just leaving it there. He'd get the business. He'd get the business. <laughs> I, I told Monica McNuggets. Yeah. Monica oh, has chimed. Monica, what? Uh, it's, it's social media. It's trash talk. Obviously, the NBA is is a place that trash talk lives in uh, in great standing. What? What's your take on all this, Monica McNutt? Somebody sent me the tweet, Green, and I was like. Oh. Oh, no, he didn't. But I'm completely here for A.J. Brown's response. Listen, I think Juju Smith-Schuster needs to gauge where he is in this league, right? Like, literally, there's all facts in A.J. Brown's response. And so, yes, you're a playful dude, but that was an excellent game at the highest level for the ultimate prize in the NFL. For me, it's just completely unnecessary. He's creative enough to come up with a plethora of other Valentine's Day jokes that didn't have to take an unnecessary shot at an opponent. Be a pro. Just be a pro. It's simple. It's the biggest game you ever played as an athlete yeah. mm-hmm. in football, the Super Bowl. And, you know, and the loser, I mean, lucky for them that they won. Mm-hmm. But, but it's enough when you have to walk out of that stadium with a loss. And, and the game was like, it, it was a great game it's to great. watch. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, Juju Smith-Schuster and James Bradbury are both free agents. So it's not inconceivable they could wind up on the same team next year. We'll see if that – but but we don't know. We'll wait, Greedy. Always always coming up with something here, Greedy. I I, I ask for so little. Can they possibly sign with the same team? I would be delighted. No, just don't start with me. We're we're, we're working on Aaron now, and now all of a sudden you got my other problems. Anyway, let's talk about Aaron coming up next. He's entering the darkness, but the spotlight is very much on him. Before he goes away, he had final words for our pal Pat McAfee. You have to hear what he didn't say next as we get up with you on ESPN. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Welcome, take your 
1975 NBA Finals featured the Al Addles-led Warriors versus the Casey Jones-led Washington Bullets, marking the first championship in American major professional sports history to feature two black coaches. Led by Hall of Famer Rick Barry, the Warriors swept Elvin Hayes and the Bullets four games to none, the team's last title until 2015. We're back on Get Up. Our next stop is Green Bay. Aaron Rodgers once again at the center of the offseason conversation. Joining our friends Pat McAfee and A.J. Hawk yesterday, he was asked about his NFL future. Listen to what he would and would not say. Can we count on talking to you next year on Tuesdays on your off day when you're playing for the Packers? Oh, great question, A.J. Listen, I would love to to continue uh, with it. It's a lot of fun for me, regardless of what uh, what I decide to do. I would love to continue to talk to you guys in some capacity, but uh, we'll kind of meet that bridge when we uh, when we get there. Hell yeah, hell yeah! That's a great way to get out and not answering that. Can't thank you enough, Aaron. You're the f- greatest, pal. Eighteen years, man. That's a long time. That's, that's always going to be home. Okay, so fascinating. Uh, first off, seriously, congratulations, McAfee and, and A.J. Hawk. I mean, that was uh, it's unbelievable what they have done with Aaron over the last couple of years, and, and it has been very meaningful for all of us in the media. So there's that. Now let's get to what he did and didn't say. Mm-hmm. He's definitively at least acting like he has not made up his mind. Right. And if there's one thing you can say about Rodgers, look, there's a million things you can say about Rodgers, but I think he's – Honest, almost to a fault. Like, I think in his own mind, he has not made up his mind what he's going to do. So, Jeff, as you were at the Super Bowl last week and talking to everyone you talked to, what is the expectation around the league of what is going to happen with Aaron Rodgers next? First and foremost, the expectation is nobody has any idea. Anybody who tries to get into Aaron Rodgers' head at this point understands what kind of caution tape they are trying to cross at that point. But look, the, the thing that we I keep hearing about is the Raiders. Uh, Aaron Rodgers hinted as much when he was playing out in the, uh, the Pro-Am uh, out in Phoenix when he was talking about how all he kept hearing was from Raiders fans. Uh, this is a situation right now where Mark Davis, you have an owner who wanted to make a huge splash with Tom Brady over the last several years, and now the biggest splash of all is Aaron Rodgers. You have a coach in Josh McDaniels who going back to his days with the Patriots put Aaron Rodgers in a different regard than any other quarterback. And honestly, I'd say that even includes Tom Brady. And you also, uh, you have a situation where Aaron Rodgers could look at that and say, this is where I want to be. My wide receiver that I had so much success with is there. So for me, the number one spot I'm looking at right now is not the Jets, unfortunately, Greeny. Right now, it's the Raiders. Okay, so fascinating. And so I'm trying trying to be as unbiased in this as I possibly can be. Let's start with the place that he just spent 18 years. And you heard him say it's always going to be home. When I was at the Super Bowl last week, I was there to cover basketball, but I'm talking to everybody around. And what I'm hearing from almost everyone is, and this is, I'm not reporting this, I'm saying this is one of the things that people are suggesting, is that the Packers are done with it. The Packers have feel like you brought up earlier. Are you waiting every single year? It's the whole Hamlet thing, to be or not to be, and all that kind of stuff. And just as they did once upon a time with Brett Favre, they have decided it's time for them to move on. Can you put yourself in that position, Herman, to move on from a player this talented? You can. Yeah, you can. Because they did it with Brett Favre, by the way. Right. And, and they had Aaron Rodgers. And, they, and so now, we don't know if they have that guy We now. don't know that. Right. But, but, but I think they're in a place right now where this becomes the cloud over your 
your, your football team, mm-hmm. for everyone, for players, for everyone. You know, and, and they love Aaron Rodgers' talent. We get all that. And, you know, the young receivers last year, they weren't connecting. They got better toward the end of the season. Right. But I think to have this on your plate as an organization, it's been about three years now. Yes. Every, every year we're, we're, we're talking to Kingsland. And they drafted a quarterback in the first round. They liked him. Eventually, he's got to move on. So, so take me to that one, Ninko. You're a player on that team, and you're in a championship window, and you're thinking, you're so, like, do you believe the first, the first and easiest thing for Rodgers to do is just to say, I'm going back. They signed him to a contract. He's going back there. We got unfinished business. We looked a lot better in December than we looked the first few months of the season. We can still win this thing. I mean, the easiest thing here is he just goes back to Green Bay and gives it another try, right? That would be the easiest thing. Yeah. We, you know, we wouldn't be sitting here talking about it every day. Well, that's what I day. mean. So, so uh, why did it get to this? Why, why all of a sudden are the Raiders and the Jets and all these other teams well, in this conversation? If it's not that the Packers have made up their own minds, that maybe they're ready to move, it's, rip this Band-Aid off. It's more so Aaron Rodgers after the season. I mean, he could have clearly said, I have a, a contract that I have to be um, – in it's a fully guaranteed contract they committed to me i'm committed to them mm-hmm. that wasn't said going off on the retreat he's got to figure out what he wants to do yeah yeah yeah. now if you're that team you have to figure out as a, as an organization we have a young quarterback in waiting mm-hmm. that we that that has been here for four years now yeah right yeah. waiting yeah. for an three, opportunity three. this will be his fourth yeah and then also too you have to understand these teams have an evaluation process on just your age yeah and they have a set point where they say okay at this point we're going to move on. We're going to go with the, the young movement. We're going to go with the – because this game is yep. built on young players. I, I get it. You know, Aaron Rodgers, 39 years old, great football player. Right. But at some point, the Packers have to say, we're looking forward and we can't stay with Aaron Rodgers. We don't know how many more years Brady may have skewed him. all that for people in their minds, right? Like, but still, the Patriots made a decision that we are moving on from right. Tom Brady. And even though it's Tom Brady, he won another Super Bowl, they still did that. So, go ahead. I'm looking at the conference. Yeah. This NFC North. Okay. The Packers were 3-3 and in a division. Right. The Lions were 5-1. and Right. The Vikings were 4-2. and Right. The Bears are 0-6, right? Right. But it's not like all of a sudden, okay, he comes back and we're going to the Super Bowl. So, if his decision is that he wants to go to the Super Bowl, if Aaron Rodgers is saying, I'm coming back, I'm 40 years old, and all I want is to win one more Super Bowl, and he's choosing between the Packers, the Raiders, and the Jets, which of those would you tell him, you got the best chance to win if you sign with this team among those three? Or if you can think of another one, go ahead. Who is it? Who gives him the best chance? The Jets would give him the best chance. Why? Got an outstanding defense, Mm -hmm. have some young wide receivers, have good running backs, got a good offensive line, right? And they need a quarterback. I mean, quarterback. I mean, I mean, look, you look at the Jets. Now they're the division. They were two and four. Yeah. You know, and the division has Buffalo and Miami in it. And yeah, and, and, and the Patriots. England. Yeah. They had them. They, the Patriots beat them twice again last year. Right. So you know, it's a tough division. Look, if Aaron Rodgers leaves and they let him go, they're not. He's not going to a, to the NFC team. Right. He's going to an AFC team. So it's the Jets and or the Raiders. It's the Jets or the Raiders. His good buddy plays for the Raiders. Devontae. Yeah. I mean, is that pulling on Aaron Rodgers? I don't know. How good a buddy are, are they based on what happened last year? We don't really know one way or the other. That may not matter much. Same question to you, Nico. If, if his only vision is, I want to win it all next year, which team would you say gives him the best chance? Jets because of the defense. Ooh. It's defense. There you go. It's yeah. defense. But think about it this way. The last time that Aaron Rodgers won a Super Bowl, he had a top five defense. Right. The only time he won a Super Bowl, mm-hmm. he had a top five defense. Yes. To have a defense – that you know every single week is going to give me more touches because they get off the field, 
you know, when you have a good defense that they're continue, they have a ton of punts throughout the season, that's just more opportunities to throw the ball down the field. And, 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 and the point, and, and he makes a great point, Nick does, the fact that he's coming to a new place trying to get familiar with receivers. Right. It's not going to be the same offense the first eight weeks mm -hmm. as it is the, the last of the That's season, right. right? So, But a defense will protect him. Mm -hmm. He won't have to feel like I got to score, score 30 every yeah. game. That's correct. Right? If I can keep it under – if they can keep it under 20, I'm good. Yeah. We'll get this thing going, right? And the Raiders have been bad on defense basically since John Madden was their coach. So, I mean, it does feel like that's it. There you go, Darlington. Stick that in your pipe and smoke it. Everyone here <laughs> likes the Jets. Let's see what happens. As we continue, the Raiders did have a move made yesterday. They released Derek Carr. We'll tell you why whether you know it or not, that could could be the most significant thing that happens this entire NFL offseason. We'll explain why next. This is Get Up on ESPN.